This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, uh, what a night it was. Tremendous round one. So much action, so much more than we ever would have anticipated, but a phenomenal round one to the NFL draft. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greedy today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. On your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio Network, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris, that was loco last night. I mean, the draft must be the best sports entertainment where the actual sport is not being played, right? It's got to be. The NFL draft, like, I was just thinking about it, like, it has to be. It's so fascinating to see all of the different moves that teams are making and the surprises, the things that happen, guys getting taken higher than we thought they would go, some guys not being taken at all in day one that we thought would surely come off the board. So there was a lot of great theater last night, and the big winner in last night's First round has to be the NFL, Carlin, because you're talking about over 100,000 people being out there in attendance at the NFL draft, and all of them seemingly in unison booing the hell out of Roger Goodell to get the festivity started. So I loved every second of it, man. It was awesome to watch. I was dialed in for the entirety of the first round, and it did not disappoint. So why wait? Let's roll. Here we go. Only one place to start. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. That's where we're starting today, just right out of the gate. We are going winners, we are going losers to start the show, and we want you to be a part of the show at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I will handle the winners, Canty will handle the losers, Let's get right to it, Bubba. Hit it. Number five. For me, the Detroit Lions were a winner last night, Chris. And listen, I love the fact that they got Aiden Hutchinson. They got their homegrown guy. You got a guy that I think is as safe a pick as you can have, which is something that the Lions need. They need somebody who's going to be productive at that uh, at that spot and a tremendous pass rusher. And then later, I know. I I know it was surprising to see them jump up from 32 all the way to 12 and give away what they did. But, Chris, I I think Jamison Williams is going to be special. And the Lions are not in a hurry for him to be special right out of the gate. When he's healthy and ready to go, great. And they're set up nicely for next year. They've already got two first-round picks and an early second if they want to go get their quarterback next year. Well, here's the thing I'll say, Carlin. I think the Lions got the best receiver in the draft. Yep. And there's a chance that they got the best pass rusher in the draft, too. So you got to feel pretty good if you're Dan Campbell. I mean, this team was competitive last year, even though they found themselves on the losing side of a lot of games. This is not your same old Lions. And now they have some actual guys that can be difference makers, game changers, game wreckers, um, especially when you consider what Aiden Hutchinson brings to the table. So – I love the fact that they did what they did and they came away with that haul. For me, 
if we're going to do the losers, the losing side of this thing, checking in at number five has to be Malik Willis. Like, everybody thought that Malik Willis would go in the first round, yours truly included. This is somebody that at certain points throughout the draft process thought that he could be the number two overall pick. That's as high as some other people were projecting him. And the fact that he wasn't drafted in the first round at all is a bit of a head-scratcher. I thought Pittsburgh would be in on him because of what Mike Tomlin was talking about, wanting a quarterback that could use his legs to get out of trouble. It didn't happen for Malik Willis, but I do expect to hear his name called early on day two. I don't think he'll get past the Atlanta Falcons with the 43rd overall pick. And we got to also keep in mind the Seattle Seahawks need a quarterback too. They've got two early second-round picks as well. Yes, and I was thinking they would take him at number nine, but that didn't happen. But nonetheless... I agree with you about that. I think there are some other intriguing spots for Malik Willis as well. All right, next. Number four. The Giants. The Giants got exactly what they needed. You know, the Giants at the fifth and seventh pick get Kayvon Thibodeau, and they get Evan Neal. They needed a pass rusher, and Chris, they got a terrific one in Thibodeau. And I I have come back on it. It always scares me whenever I hear about the motor a little bit, and we heard that a little bit with Thibodeau. But at the same time, uh, I've seen enough and heard enough over the last several weeks to convince me that that was more of a smokescreen than anything else. Maybe some people putting him out there hoping he would slip. Didn't happen. And Evan Neal, I said this yesterday, talked to some people very familiar with that kid, and they feel like he is going to be as rock solid as you can be. And the versatility on the line is great. Stick him at right tackle. We'll see you for the next 10 years. Yeah, Carlin, I think the Giants hit a home run, and the great thing about it is Joe Shane didn't get too cute, and he said he wouldn't right before the draft kicked off. And so I I love the fact that they stayed pat. They didn't trade down the seventh overall pick. It would have been nice to be able to get a first-rounder for next year. If you need a quarterback, you could move up in 2023. But you had to make sure that there was a team to do the dance with you and give you the value that you were looking for. That wasn't out there, so I think they did – the next best thing, which is getting a guy that could book in with Andrew Thomas. And you don't have to worry about the tackle position on your offensive line for the next decade plus. So I think that was a home run. For me, the fourth biggest miss in yesterday's draft, the Dallas Cowboys taking Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. I, I mm. mean, w- what are you doing? Uh, you're the most penalized team in 2021. 141 penalties by the Dallas Cowboys last season, Carlin. And when Mel Kuyper gave his breakdown of Tyler Smith, you know what he led with? He's a penalty waiting to happen. <laughs> that's not what you want for a team that's trying to cut down on penalties. Now, yeah, I listen. think we can move on to the next one. Let's <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry. I got I to give it to you. Listen, I trust Will McClay and their, their talent evaluators, their scouting staff, but this one is a bit of a head scratcher. We knew they needed help on offensive line, but this one feels like a big reach. You can't spell Dallas Cowboys without LOL. And that was a big LOL. I was stunned that they did not take Jermaine Johnson. Next. Number three. The Baltimore Ravens shifting around in the first round, moving down a little bit to get Kyle Hamilton, which, I mean, that's just such a Ravens player, isn't it? I mean, it's it's an ideal spot for a guy like that and a guy that a lot of people felt like was one of the top four or five players in this draft overall, but maybe 
because he plays safety. It got devalued a little bit. Anyway, he couldn't ask for a better place to go and play. And then the trade. How I tell you, Eric DaCosta and the Ravens, how they continue to do this, I don't know. But to be able to get a first-round pick last night for Marquise Brown and a fourth-round pick, I mean, that that's, a, that's an absolute steal. And, you know, they end up getting Tyler Linderbaum. What a job. What a, Again, great, great spot for the Ravens. Well, I mean, Eric DaCosta had one of the best teachers as yep. far as NFL executives go and Ozzie Newsom. So I'm not surprised that he came away a big winner in yesterday's first round. And the thing I'll say about the Ravens' draft on day one, they got clean prospects, Carlin. These are guys that are plug-and-play, and you don't have to worry about them. Tyler Lindebaum is going to be an anchor in the middle of the offensive line, and we know the hit rate for centers that are taken in the first round. Then you have Kyle Hamilton. Couple him with Marcus Williams, who they bought over in free agency. I think you got the makings of a really good secondary. And you're starting to see a shift with the Ravens. They're building their defense from the back end to the front, as opposed to what we've seen in years past, front end to the back. But the third biggest miss on Thursday belongs to the Green Bay Packers, Carlin. Why? Mm. Because they took two defensive players with their two first-round picks. They took Quay Walker, deciding to go with him over his teammate, N'Kobe Dean from Georgia. And then they went ahead and went with Devontae Wyatt. Now, I'm not opposed to drafting defensive players, and I don't think that the players like are, are the biggest, I guess, head-scratcher about it. The problem I have with it is you didn't take a receiver, and you got rid of the best wide receiver or one of the best wide receivers in the game in Devontae Adams. I mean, this is about trying to help Aaron Rodgers compete for a championship. You lost MVS in free agency. You traded away Devontae Adams. I mean, at some point, Aaron Rodgers has got to have somebody to throw the ball to. I just don't understand what the Packers are doing. And, Carlin, this now makes 20 consecutive drafts where the Packers haven't taken a receiver in the first round. Wow. Now, you're talking about a franchise that has had a quarter century of Hall of Fame quarterback play. And in the last 20 years, you haven't taken a wide receiver in the first round? Wow. I, I, I don't understand that organizational philosophy. Hey, listen, you can get fortunate in that second round a lot, which they have, but be careful here. Be careful. Not going to be easy. And uh, hopefully Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to go on another punch of karma cleanse after picking two defensive players uh, in that first round last night. Next. Number two. The Philadelphia Eagles. I have to tell you, I thought when they traded up that they were moving up to take Jamison Williams because they moved up right as the Lions moved up. And I think everybody thought that the Lions were doing it to take a quarterback. But then Williams went, and I thought, wait a second, did Howie Roseman just get burned right there? And they took Jordan Davis, and I'm like, this is not great. And then moments later, A.J. Brown's an eagle. That's the, that, that's the best singular move of the night, I think. And, and absolutely fantastic move. Didn't give up much to get him, in my estimation, with the 18th pick and a fourth rounder. And then you got to pay him. But A.J. Brown's going to, boy, he's going to help Jalen Hurts a lot. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the pay him part because A.J. Brown is a very rich man when he woke up today agreeing to and he's a four-year, $100 million contract with the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. But, Carlin, my second biggest miss of the first round 
belongs to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Niners did not have a first-round pick, but they could have. They could have had a top-10 pick, Carlin. Reportedly, the New York Jets were willing to offer the San Francisco 49ers the 10th overall pick in a second-round pick swap in order to get the services of one Debo Samuel. And, Carlin, that would have put the 49ers at number 10 overall and possibly number 35 overall. My question to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch is, if Debo Samuel said he doesn't want to play for you, how do you think this thing is going to work out? Are you going to get a better deal than what the Jets were willing to put together? Probably not one that could help your football team in 2022. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. I don't understand it. Doesn't make sense. And Joe Douglas said when they were on the clock at number 10, the phone did not ring about anything that they were going to do right there. And that brings us to some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Next. Number one. The New York Jets. What a night for Joe Douglas and the New York Jets. J-E-T-E. What? (laughs) (laughs) I was channeling my inner Tony Richardson. I'm sorry. Sauce Gardner, the lockdown corner. Going to remind people of Darrell Revis. Maybe not great, the same quite speed, but the guy is terrific. Then they take Garrett Wilson, who I like a lot. And when you hear the comps of Stefan Diggs, you have to feel really good about that. And Joe Douglas, as Jermaine Johnson is slipping, moves back up and capitalizes and gets him at number 26. And they've got still a pick at number 38 here in the second round. The Jets are infinitely better. They got, according to their board, three of their top eight players, however you want to put it. They got three of the top 12 to 13 or 14 players in this draft. Chris, what a night for the New York Jets. An absolute home run for the New York Jets. A home run for both local teams in the New York metropolitan area, Carlin. So I don't think I need to add much more to what you already said. But my number one head scratcher from last night has to be the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, Steve Kime, what the hell are you doing? Oh. You, I mean, you trade the number 23 overall pick for Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown from the Baltimore Ravens, a failed first-round pick. Let's go ahead and face that. And a third-round pick when you saw what A.J. Brown went for moments ago? What are you doing? Now, here's the thing, Carlin. This might be an investment in relationship capital with Kyler Murray because Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray play together at Oklahoma. They're good friends from college. Okay, I understand that. But the 23rd overall pick, mm. when you, I just don't understand it. If you're going to trade a first-round pick for a veteran receiver, I'd much rather have A.J. Brown than to have Hollywood Brown. They went after the wrong Brown. What can Brown do for you? Apparently not much if you're looking at Hollywood Brown for the Baltimore Ravens. You could have had A.J. Brown. What are you doing, Steve Kime? That was an absolute disaster for the Cardinals last night. And as much as the Ravens say nice things about them, I'm sure they couldn't believe their luck when that fell into their laps. That is Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. You can catch us in our normal spot, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit 
progressive.com. Coming up, what a night for the Jets and Giants. Who is the bigger winner of the two? It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/Greenberg code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. With the fourth pick, the New York Jets select Sauce Gardner. With the tenth pick, the New York Jets select Garrett Wilson. With the twenty-sixth pick, the New York Jets select Jermaine Johnson. They're not coming in with the glaring weakness that you got to coach out of them, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that's a really that. If you're a Jets fan, I think you feel really good about those three players because of how developed and advanced they are for their positions. Uh, Joe Douglas was in the zone last night. In the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. Auto Zone. Jets and a tremendous night in just moments. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let us know what you think at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. How your team did and what you feel like they still need. Are you happy? Are you ticked off? William in Idaho will start us off today. William, what's up, bud? How are you? You're on ESPN Radio. I'm good. How are you guys doing? First good. time caller. Love your show, man. Thanks. Hey, I'm a big Washington fan. Um, what you think about their first pick and I hate it. She should have went O-line. Should have went O-line. Eagles and the Giants got better. I see us on the bottom of the, of the division. What do you guys think? Well, I see you on the bottom of the division, but it has more to do with your quarterback than it does your offensive line or who they took in the first round last night. And if I'm being honest, Willie, I, I like Jahan Dotson. I think he's got the best hands of any receiver in this draft. Like, I mean, the guy is – a big-time playmaker. You're going to love the ability that he brings to the table. And you needed another receiver in your core to to be a running mate for Terry McLaurin. So I, I love the pick, 
Um, now it's just a matter of being able to have a quarterback that can take it full advantage of what those receivers are bringing to the table. And I'm just not sure that Carson Wentz is the guy to do it. I agree on Jahan Dotson. I think he's, he's a guy that is going to catch the ball in traffic, and he's got some toughness to him too. Really like that. Really like him as a player, but they've got bigger issues to deal with. Rick in Kentucky is next on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Rick, what do you got? Good morning, gentlemen. We are flying high in Eagles Nation. I'm here to tell you we are so used to being disappointed on draft night as Howie reaches for a guard, but he transformed the team last night. Jordan Davis is going to be a beast, and I'm here to tell you why get an unproven college receiver when you can go get a stud. There is joy in Eagles Nation. Fly, Eagles, fly. The Jordan Davis thing was was interesting in that I did not expect them – to go that route, I thought they would pick Kyle Hamilton right there. Yeah, I mean, you could make an argument that they need more help on the back end of their defense. But, Carlin, I like the idea of adding Jordan Davis when you really peel back the layers. Remember, they cut Fletcher Cox earlier this year, and then they brought him back on a lesser deal. But you're talking about him getting to the end of the road in Philadelphia. You're going to need a replacement in short order. You got Javon Hargrave, who was a really good nose tackle for you. Being able to add Jordan Davis and rely on that trio to be able to anchor the interior of your defense, I, I love it, Carlin. I do. I, I, I really do. You're talking about a lot of size, a lot of beef. It's going to be tough for teams to run against the Philadelphia Eagles because of those three guys inside. And that actually makes your secondary better too, Carlin, when you think about it, mm. because you don't have to drop a safety down in the box for run support. You can stay in those two-shell looks, keep two safeties deep, and then I'll rely on your front seven to stop the run because you've got really good defensive tackle play from Jordan Davis, from Fletcher Cox, and from Javon Hargrave. This guy had a big night. It's Buddha in the Bronx, New York. Buddha, what's up, buddy? Night, a huge night for your oh, New York man. Jets. <laughs> oh, boy, Kathy and the cat daddy. Let me tell you guys something here, <laughs> man. You know, I've been a very cynical fan for a few years, you know, uh, rightfully so. But um, I got to admit and give a man credit where credit is due. Yo, what Joe Douglas did last night was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Sauce Gardner, best player in the draft possibly. Last time we had a corner like that, we didn't have a pass rush. And that's why we didn't get out of those AFC Championship games. But guess what he did? And I, I don't know how that kid fell, but we got a pass rusher. We got a big play wide receiver. You know, I mean, listen, man, if you're a Jets fan and you're not happy today, you really ain't got no type of emotion in your body, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Chris, I, I, I couldn't agree with Buddha more. And listen, I'm not even a Jets fan, but that was exciting to see a team that has been so down for so long, potentially have that kind of franchise-altering night. And it feels like that's exactly what happened. And I was actually hoping that they were going to move back up into the first round to get Tyler Linderbaum, but this is better. Once Johnson was falling and they had a chance to go get him, I love the fact they were as aggressive as they were. Yeah, because Johnson plays a more important position. He's a pass rusher, Carl. Yep. And, and when's the last time you could say that the Jets – had a, a big-time edge pass rusher. It's been a really long time. John You're talking Abraham. about John Abraham. Yeah. That's how far back you got to go. I'm not going to throw Calvin Pace's name into that conversation because it doesn't belong there. So, yeah, I love the fact that they were able to do what they did last night. You're talking about them taking three 
of the top five premium positions in the National Football League, Carlin. You got a wide receiver, you got a corner, and you got a pass rusher. That's what you're supposed to use your first-round picks on, on positions that are hard to find in the NFL, and they knocked it out of the park. Now, I'll say this. I think Stingley Jr. going third made it really clear what Joe Douglas had to do with his fourth overall pick. Absolutely. I better get Sauce Gardner because this is the the last plug-and-play corner that's going to be on the board for a while. So let me get this dude, and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do with the 10th overall pick. And I love them getting Garrett Wilson. I, I told you before, like listening to scouts and people that, that are in the industry, they say that he is the best athlete at the receiver position overall. So adding that degree of athleticism to what you already have in your core – is absolutely going to help Zach Wilson. The only thing I'll say, if you're a Jets fan and you're looking at the areas that they need to address, you got to continue to work on your offensive line. You'd love to be able to add a tackle at some point in this draft. You'd love to be able to add another linebacker at some point in this draft. But overall, I love the direction that Joe Douglas is taking his team. He hit a home run, and let's face it, Carlin, he needed to hit a home run. Yes, he did. He's in year four. He picked his head coach. He picked his quarterback. Now it's time to get return on that investment. So this is now when we need to start seeing Joe Douglas's program move the Jets forward and get them out of the cellar in the AFC East. And we are not the only ones who feel this way. Here's Todd McShay, ESPN Draft Insider on SportsCenter last night with SVP. They needed speed and difference makers, and they got two big-time playmakers on both sides of the ball. And then Jermaine Johnson, they trade back in all this draft capital, right? We talked about it, four picks in the top 38. Well, they take advantage of it, they move up, and they go get Jermaine Johnson, who I was shocked to see that late in the first round still available. I thought he could be a top 10, 12 pick in this class. The one thing I'd say here is that if you want to say that the not knowing that A.J. Brown was available – it would have been great for the Jets, I think. But I don't think you were trading the 10th pick for A.J. Brown. And then you're talking about not being able to move back up later if you went and got him and then paid him. So are they going to be better off with Gardner, Wilson, and Johnson? Or would they have been better off with Gardner and A.J. Brown and somebody else at the 10th pick? Uh, who to give up the 10th overall pick and pay a guy $25 million a yeah. year. That's, that's, that's a lot. I don't think they would have um, done it. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. I, I, I can see an argument made for both sides of it. Just because AJ has such a huge catch radius, I think that that's what makes him really unique and he's a top competitor. You can use a lot more of that in your locker room. But Carlin, I don't have a problem with what the Jets did. I, yep. I think they, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. You got three first round draft picks and you got three guys that can be starters for your team and, and significant difference makers for the next decade plus. That's, that's what you want. So I, I, I have no issue with what Joe Douglas did with his draft. I think the Houston Texans did him a solid with taking Stingley Jr. as early as he did because it cleared up the picture for them in terms of how the rest of the draft board would fall in the top ten. So I love the Jets draft. Now you got to continue to keep that going. You've got to pick relatively early in the second round. We'll see what they end up doing with that. But I like where the Jets went with their draft. I thought they hit it out of the park.
Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. According to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. If Daniel Jones is ever going to be successful, it's going to be with Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas. And look, they walk away now with two really good, exciting, and talented players. And if you're a Giants fan or the Giants in general, you have to be happy with how this first round played out. When have the New York Giants been good? When they can get to the quarterback rushing four and when they can protect their quarterback and have a solid offensive line. Last night, the Giants got better in both of those areas in drafting Kayvon Thibodeau and then Evan Neal. Chris, again, across town, the Giants needed to have that kind of a draft when they have those two premium picks and nobody seemingly wanted to trade up remember those those trades did not start happening until the 11th pick the 12th pick that everything else nobody wanted to pay that high of a price to get up so when they weren't able to do that chris i thought they did a terrific job in getting two guys again plug and play who can be great for a long time yeah carlin nobody wanted to give up future first round picks I mean, that's what we saw in last night's draft. And that's, that's what the Giants started, were desperate for. Yeah, that's where you started seeing movement after we got out of the top ten. We had nine total trades in last night's first round, and none of them were in the top ten. And that's usually where you do see a lot of action. So nobody wanted to pay the price. And I get it. If you're a Giants fan, the organization not sold on Daniel Jones. They declined his fifth-year option yesterday. So you would have liked to be able to trade back that seventh overall pick and acquire a first-round pick in 2023, similar to what Dave Gettleman did last year in trading back from 11 to 20 to get Kadarius Toney. They got an extra first-round pick in the following year's draft. You want that capital. So if Daniel Jones proves not to be your quarterback, you have a chance to move up in 2023 and get your guy. But, Carlin, I like the fact that Joe Shane and Brian Dable didn't get cute. They said they weren't going to get cute. They didn't get cute. They stayed pat at 5-7 and and got two damn good football players. And Kayvon Thibodeau, I mean, this guy has got star written all over him. And more so, Carlin, the thing that I'm impressed with is that he has those leadership traits that you're looking for. And listening Mm -hmm. to some of the things that he's interested in, the community service, the activism, just the the bubbly personality. This is going to be a player, if he produces, Carlin, guys in the locker room are going to gravitate toward him. In a good way. In In a a good way. way. And the Giants have been missing that type of leadership, that type of player leadership for a really long time. So I'm excited about what Kayvon Thibodeau brings to the table. He's got the best first step of any edge pass rusher in this year's draft. He ran a 1-5-9, 10-yard split in his 40-yard dash. Carlin, I know that might not mean a whole lot to people, but that's elite. You're talking about the best of the best edge rushers having that kind of get-off. That's what Kayvon is bringing to the table and in the scheme that Wink Martindale employs, he's going to move that dude all over the formation so offenses can't lock in on him. 
and Kayvon is going to wreak havoc from day one. So this is not one of those guys where you're going to have to wait for the return on investment. He's going to give it to you immediately. And I could probably make the same case for Evan Neal, too. Because this guy, this guy is going to be your right tackle for the next decade. And he I, played right tackle at Alabama, Carlin. He played. He played Chris, he had, I mean, he, he started 40 games. His first year he started at guard, kicked out to right tackle, kicked to left tackle. Yeah, exactly. So he's got double-digit starts at right tackle. It's not a projection when I'm talking about Evan Neal being my right tackle, unlike the other guys that the Giants may have been considering. So I love what they did. They still got a lot of work to do, but we said it coming into this year's draft. The priority for the Giants has to be in the trenches, and that's where they stayed. Greeny, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. The Eagles have been attacking that position for the last several years. Howie Roseman, the GM, said, bottom line, we want to acquire talent that helps us build this team back to a level where we are competing for championships. Nine trades in the first round last night. 2022 NFL Draft is on ESPN Radio. Second and third round coverage begin tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, on most ESPN Radio stations. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. The trades right out of the gate last night, the one that just got me the most was the A.J. Brown trade. I was absolutely floored when the Eagles were able to pull that off. You know, the Hollywood Brown trade we'll get to in a second, which was just a fleecing, in my estimation, for the Baltimore Ravens. But, Chris, getting A.J. Brown for the 18th pick and a fourth-round pick, and then the Eagles had... Plenty of room to pay him because they are in the third year of the Jalen Hurts contract. This could not have worked out better for them. They are an infinitely better team. And, Chris, you I know you already had them in front. To me, when we talked about this yesterday, they grabbed control of the NFC East last night. No doubt about it. And here's the thing. If you're Howie Roseman, sometimes you have to admit that you don't necessarily draft certain positions well. And when it comes to receiver – you could probably put the Philadelphia Eagles in that bucket because oh, there have yeah. been some some just awful, disgusting misses that they've had in the NFL draft. I mean, if you want to go back to, what was that, the 2019 draft where they decided they were going to go J.J. Arcega-Whiteside when yeah. D.K. Metcalf was still on the board? Or how about in the 2020 draft where they decided they were going to go oh. with Jalen Rager, a pick before Justin Jefferson? How'd that work out for him? You can go All back I'm to Nelson Aguilar. We can go back to Nelson Aguilar if you want to go back to that draft. So, I mean, at some point you have to admit you struggle with the position. Now, I do think 
they hit on Devontae Smith out of Alabama, but that's a hard player not to hit on. I mean, you, you saw that he was going to be a good pro once he got to the next level out of Alabama. But this move with A.J. Brown now gives Jalen Hurts another weapon on the outside, and it continues to keep him on track in terms of his overall development as a downfield passer. Because A.J. Brown gives you a lot of margin for error when it comes to accuracy as a quarterback. Carlin, all you got to do is throw it in his general direction, and he's going to come down with it. He's that type of player from a physical traits perspective, but he's also that type of competitor. So throwing him into that locker room, I don't know how you could view it as anything other than a home run. It's nice that you can go out and trade for a disgruntled quarterback's buddy with Hollywood Brown ending up going to the Cardinals when Kyler Murray's not all that thrilled. You know, Hollywood Brown put up 1,300 yards playing with Murray at Oklahoma. This ain't the Big 12. This is not the Big 12, my friends. And this is not a move that Steve Keim was in his right mind for. I am convinced of that. Were they enjoying whatever the Cardinal draft house was a little bit too much this year? That was absolutely a horrible move. Yeah, I just I don't understand it, Colin. And here's the thing. It's not like Arizona didn't have needs that could have been addressed with the 23rd overall pick. They needed interior offensive line help. They could have gone a long ways to helping themselves by being able to upgrade that group and try to keep Kyler Murray healthy and upright. Keep in mind, you're talking about a guy that missed a couple of games last year because he was got hit and he's a smaller, smallish kind of guy. So I don't understand the logic behind it. I, I thought there were other ways to help their quarterback rather than trying to go out and get him another weapon. And beyond that, Carlin, the weapon that they got him for the price that they paid just seems a little rich. Because you gave up number 23 overall for Marquise Brown when the Eagles gave up number 18 and a third-round pick for A.J. Brown. Yep. I'm sorry, there's a big difference between those two Browns. They might share the same last name, but that's about it in terms of what kind of player you're getting. Let's hit a couple of calls. Frankie in Connecticut is next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Frankie, what do you got? Well, I'm a big Viking fan, and I'm scratching my head over what the new GM did. Dropping down, I think he got fleeced by Detroit, what he gave up for it. And I, I don't know, what do, what do you guys think? Do you think are they going in the right direction, or is this just a repeat of what Spielman did with the Vikings? I, don't, I didn't understand it, Chris. I didn't understand it at all, and it, it made absolutely no sense for me to drop down 20 spots for what they got in return. Yeah, you're talking about a second-round pick swap and the number 66 overall pick. So I thought it was a little light for what they were giving up to Detroit, the number 12 overall pick. But I do like the first-round pick that they made in Lewis Seen, the safety out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Vikings needed to get more athletic on the back end of their defense. Harrison Smith isn't getting any younger. And Lewis Seen gives them, you know, an option to keep in the deep middle of the field. The guy ran sub 4-4 as a six-foot safety. Like, you're talking about 6'2", 200 pounds running sub 4'4". This is a guy that could be at the top of the Christmas tree, the deep middle of the field, and cover the entirety of the field. So I love Lewis Seen as a player, but I don't necessarily like the return that they got for the number 12 overall pick. I think they could have helped themselves a little bit more. Yeah, I totally agree. When you are moving down 20 spots... You have to do better than than the pick swap in the second round and a third round. You have to do better than that. And that was a move that the Vikings just did not need to make last night. The quarterbacks we discuss next. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.